I'm sorry, Fry, but astronomers renamed Uranus in 2620 to end that stupid joke once and for all. Oh, what's it called now? Eurectum. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Today we're talking about season one, episode eight, uh, which is a big piece of garbage. That's the name of the episode, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that the episode itself is a big piece of garbage. We'll have to see when it comes to grades. Spoiler alert, it's a big piece of garbage. No, I don't know. I I mean, we haven't talked about it yet. How can we know? That's the podcast, folks. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Starting off well. We get a cold open on this one where the professor says, uh, Good news, everyone. You're going to make a delivery to uh, Ebola 9. The virus planet. But he's going to do that tomorrow tomorrow because he wants everybody to be alive tonight for a symposium the academy of inventors annual symposium this is some sort of uh symposium where um, a bunch of really old inventors bring a bunch of uh inventions to kind of show off and uh compete for a prize Mm -hmm. sure the professor says that he is bringing a death clock yeah you just put your finger into a, a little bit on top and it tells you how long you have until you die which Fry, of course, immediately does and says, ooh, ooh, how long do I have to live? And um, then uh, everybody's like, oh. And uh, Bender says, dibs on his st- uh, CD player. Which, first of all, CD player? Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I mean, I know we were talking about him living back in the the time where he came from a couple episodes ago with a fish full of dollars, but he still has a CD player. And Bender wants the CD yeah, player. Yeah, there's, there's another layer there that doesn't quite make sense. I do want to circle back and just really appreciate the uh, the idea that uh, they're going to go to a bowl of nine and die. And prof- the professor knows this and mm-hmm. so decides to send them tomorrow. Well, and I would the other thing I would like to point out about the uh, this cold open is that um, it's such a small, weird, stupid thing. But the sound effect when Fry sticks his finger in the death clock <laughs> disturbs yes. me every single it's, time. It's, it's it's it it's not exactly the sound effect that you'd expect. I I do expect Ben though that it will happen right here. Uh, I I'm getting I'm getting in my headphones that that's not going to be happening. I've only got the one sound clip and I'm gonna use it. <laughs> dang it! Um. So yeah, the this is one of those cold opens that kind of leads directly into the plot of the episode. There's no disconnected joke here. We jump straight to the symposium. Uh, the professor explains some things, but in in that process, he runs into Professor Wernstrom. Wernstrom. Which is the first, first time that we get to see uh, Professor Wernstrom, another sort of reoccurring character. And the, the, the reoccurring Wernstrom. It's revealed that uh, when the professor was a, y- a much younger professor, uh, he was teaching and... Um, did the uh, the most the most unspeakable of things he gave Wernstrom an a 
minus. <gasps> oh, I, I had to clutch my pearls there for a moment. Mike literally did actually make the <laughs> pearl clutching motion, by the way. He's not just saying that. Shout out to my vixen. We also find out that due to this uh, A minus, Wernstrom has uh, vowed revenge even if it takes him 100 years. Mm-hmm. And, and and that was 99 years ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, the professor thinks he's in the clear. He's essentially in the clear. Right. That word is very important in that sentence. You're correct. Everybody's also all dressed up, uh, which I only bring up to point out that Bender is wearing a top hat that's a little jaunty. A jaunty top hat, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. He also orders uh, some fortified wines, and he wants them all mixed together in a jug. Mix it all together in a big jug. And he makes he makes a circling mm-hmm. motion with his uh, hand, and it is it, it, it as I, I know Ben enjoyed it because it's Bender. But I also enjoyed that that line and kind of scene and gag. I also just like the the uh, uh, what do you, what do you call it? the the guy who like the sommelier? Yes, yes, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All I got was you know that guy and like Ben pointing at his chest. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, sommelier, perfect. <laughs> if, if those if those were the context clues that you used i'm confused about how your brain works you should be scared not confused what i'm saying is your chest looks like a sommelier's chest thank you you're welcome so ron popiel is the mc um uh-huh which um maybe you might be able to answer this who is ron popiel he is so a lot of infomercials are are kind of reminiscent of ron popiel he he sold a lot of things in the 80s okay like different knives different cooking implements but they did it through these infomercials so you'd always see like i'm ron popiel for the ginsu knife set or whatever so he's he's basically the exact uh, exact character that he's playing in this episode yeah of he's Futurama. not he's not playing a character he's himself okay but it is revealed that ron popiel who also has a very good weird al song about him if you should listen, no, I'm not kidding. You should listen to it. It's a good one. Um, he 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 is the one who created the tech technology for keeping uh, celebrities' heads alive in jars, which is uh, something that honestly everybody really wanted. I can think of no better way to make sure we can continue to have uh, Alexander Hamilton's head in a jar. I mean, I, it's 2016. I was thinking of a lot of celebrities we have lost. Uh, who you know would maybe have been uh, better to preserve in in jars. Um, sorry to bring the mood of this whole episode down. Um, it, it, he he's turned on the mood lighting for the sad mood of this episode. Um, as we remember, who all we've lost in 2016. It's the Oscar like no in I, memoriam. I I got it. I just I wanted to see where that song was going. <laughs> you saw it i also i also like i don't uh, uh, since you're probably not here in the room as it's happening uh, i was kind of like off in the distance like looking into the middle distance while i was singing just so that everybody has a really good idea of the idiot things i do ron popeel introduces uh professor wernstrom and uh he has a uh reverse scuba suit is what he invented and he is also introduced as an up-and-comer at the age of like 120, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the reverse scuba suit is literally a suit that a fish gets into. 
and then it's got some mechanical legs that sort of let it walk around on land. Uh, so you can treat a fish like it's a dog? Yeah, including when it doesn't do what you want it to do. You hit it with a newspaper? It's kind of a dumb invention. It's a very dumb invention. No, well, I mean, if we continue going through the different inventions we see in this episode, I mean, it, it matches. Well, the only other episode that we see before we get to the professors is a hat, like one of those hats with the little propellers the on it. The hats, yeah. Uh-huh, where, but the, the guy who invented it is like cranking a little crankshaft, and it's making the propeller hat like lift off, and he's, he's flying with the hat. Uh, which is better than the reverse scuba suit because you could just fly somewhere. I mean, you'd, your arm would get tired. Your arm would get tired. And also, it's the year 3000. Oh, that's true. Everybody like everybody can already fly. Yeah. Well, like if it was today, it would not It would be pretty cool to just be like, I don't want to walk for a mile to get to work. And that's the sound it would make. You've got a point. I also made an interesting sound. Wernstrom asks what the professor brought this year, and uh, it's revealed that the professor actually debuted his death clock the previous year's symposium. It, it is very impressive to me that this is also in the, the zone of Fry's kind of elastic intelligence, where the professor has elastic memory loss, if that makes sense, because he can remember things like 50, 60 years ago, like like they were happening right then and then he can't remember what he what he did last year for this symposium which he says is very important to him the professor suddenly has to think fast and so he pulls out a a napkin and he doodles a uh, a drawing of what he calls the smelloscope which would allow you to smell astronomical odors thanks to him all over the galaxy it's true uh it doesn't really go over all that well because it's a hastily scribbled uh cocktail napkin that has a cigar burn, an olive pit, and a coffee stain on it. Also, he has decided to draw himself as a cowboy. For some reason. He doesn't seem to know I, what reason yeah, it was. Yeah, I like, I like his confusion yeah, at like, well, this appears to me uh, to be a doodle of me as a cowboy. And, and it's another moment of like, oh, it's that elastic. Right. I mean, he drew it. Like Literally two, five minutes yeah. ago, at most. Yeah, and he's already like, I, I don't know, it's me as a cowboy for some like, reason. W- he's drawing as the, he goes up. It, it Wernstrom literally tells him to put his pencil down as a kind of like a pencil's mm-hmm. down. How, how, what? You made that choice less than five minutes ago. Right. The other thing that I did notice that I, I had never noticed before uh, watching this episode yesterday was that... For some reason, the professor is uh, presenting this cocktail napkin on one of those projectors like we, we grew up using oh, yeah. in school, the old, old, the school old overhead projector. Yeah. I'd never even noticed or like even thought about that because it's the year 3000. Why do they still have these? <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh, you, you are so right, Ben. Why are they using that? I, I mean, uh, when is the last time you saw one of those? I don't even know. Exactly. College? I mean, my college had already switched to like digital projectors and stuff by that point. Well, we, I mean, ours had two, but we had some like overheads in case they went out and they came up a, somewhat often. My other question about the smelloscope is, does anybody really want to smell things out in the galaxy? Well, I think this ans- is answered later on in the episode. Uh, perhaps it's something they didn't need th- know they needed. 
like who thought that we'd want to have smartphones now or the fact that we would want you know floppy drives 50 years ago yeah but though i mean those were invented to solve specific problems who decided i mean ob- obviously the professor did i'm answering my own True. question there yes but if if somebody said hey mike i can give you this device it is going to allow you to smell things on the other side of the solar system would you take a sniff i mean sure i, I here's the thing though none of these inventions that we see in this episode are really needed in any way there's no need for a reverse scuba suit there's maybe a slight need for a beanie you can manually turn into a propeller Uh, the smelloscope at least there's a there's a reason for it in the plot sure i just i'm i'm just confused at to like who who really wants to use a smelloscope is all that's that's all i'm saying Outside of plot well, reasons, think, outside of any of that, who decided I want to be able to smell Saturn? Uh, first off, I think uh, the professor did, like you noticed. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a, I literally I didn't just roll my eyes; I rolled my whole yeah, head. Yeah, your whole head went, went went. No, it, I mean it's it's obviously one of those things that the writers are like, "This is a dumb idea. We have to get this into an episode." It's very important to them to get this into an episode. I'm not talking about it in the in the case of a Futurama episode. I'm talking about it in a real life scenario in which you can smell things. I I can smell things in a real life scenario. Yes. Okay. This is going nowhere. <laughs> Let's move on. Who's on first? So, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the smelloscope allows you to smell distant objects. Um, Fry decides to smell Jupiter, which smells like. Well, let's, uh, I mean, let's back up a little bit. He he presents the the smelloscope. Oh yes, 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 he yes. Is roundly laughed at, which is I think what what you would have done, Ben, um, because haha, who would want to smell things in the other other places of the universe? Um, he gets the worst uh, grade possible from Wernstrom, an A minus minus. <gasps> Sorry, I kind of passed out there for a moment. I, I I still am just doing the method acting because I literally like let my eyes roll back in the back of my head. Why am I? It is an audio audio medium. So yes, you're right. Uh, they they laugh at the professor over his smelloscope, and uh, then that I I skipped over the most important part. The professor remembers that he built a smelloscope last year. Uh well, I mean, we still haven't mentioned that Wernstrom gets the the award for his fish thingy. Yeah, that's that's fine. I thought it was a funny Okay. It's it's a funny line. I I used up all of our time on this episode <laughs> yelling at you about smelloscopes. <laughs> we got to go, 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 go. Um I'm just making up for lost time that I lost. By yelling at you about smelloscopes. Okay. Then let's <laughs> then let's just strap a rocket onto this and let's go. The professor remembers that he built a, sm- a smelloscope last year and Fry starts using it and he smells Jupiter. Which smells like strawberries. And Saturn. Which smells like pine needles. And then he says, hey, just don't make me smell Uranus. And, and everybody seems con- taken aback, and, except for the professor who explains that uranus is is no longer called that because it's uh specifically so that nobody can make that joke anymore right which is great because a lot of people make that joke so we find out that it's been named to your rectum which is you can't make a joke about it i 
follow um, Phil Plate, uh, the bad astronomer, um, okay. on on Twitter. Um, he's a cool cool dude. Shout out to Phil Plate. Talks a lot a lot about uh, astronomy and all that, and he's he's a really cool dude. I recommend following him. But he has gone on record saying that that is the only Uranus joke that he thinks is funny. That's impressive. Then it's it's the only one in the entire hist- in the entire history of Uranus jokes. Well done, uh, writers of Futurama. You can get your your rectum ro- award um, in the place that you would expect. <laughs> well, I think Ben has found a, uh, a Uranus joke he liked. That was a Eurectum joke. All right, so uh, I I guess I did wreck him. <laughs> oh, Ben's reacting to that like he got he just got like I got stabbed, stabbed in the chest. <laughs> I also like that we got to the we went to the same bodily hurt. Um, so yes, so they don't go to smell Eurectum. And instead, Fry kind of uh, searches a zone of of uh, uh, the sky, the sky away from there, and he smells around. And he finds th- interesting things until he finds something that he literally makes the most disgusting retching noises ever. He recoils as hard as possible because he has just smelled a a, a a terrible stench. In fact, the professor. Uh, guesses that Fry may have just discovered the smelliest object in the known universe. Well, it's he certainly the stench is so foul it's right off the funkometer, which is I mean that's an important thing to note here. It's very very foul. Bender also wants Fry to name it after him, which uh, I enjoy. I also enjoyed that. I noted it down because I was like, I know Bender is going to get this, but I want to get it too because I think it's funny. I mean, I just like the idea that like somebody discovers the the most foulest stench in the universe and they name it after me. Like, it's maybe not the legacy I dreamed of when I was a child, but it's a legacy. But it's a legacy. <laughs> oh man! They decide to research into maybe what this could be. Uh, they also find out it's moving because they kind of have to keep track with it. This is what happens when you watch the episode on the bus on the way here, and I watched it yesterday, because you're like, oh, and then here, this is this is the exact order that they do it in, and I'm like, <laughs> whatever, laissez-faire, whatever. So, so yes, it's moving. Uh, so uh, they they determine through some, uh, I I don't exactly remember. So this is a part where I should have remembered because of the bus. You just N- gave now me that, now it, who has elastic memory? Oh hell, all right. I guess I'm fry up in here. Um, oh, I guess. I'm both dumb <laughs> and forgetful. Um, so it's coming to New York in around 72 hours because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's it, whatever it is, it's it, smelly. Right. And it's on a direct collision course with the, the city of New New York. Yeah. Um, they find out uh, via the Internet mm-hmm. uh, videos on the Internet, uh, which which is interesting because Fry thinks it's the Internet is for porn, which is uh-huh. OK, Mon okay Kate muncher but they find out it's a giant garbage ball from 2052 that was sent into space after it went on a barge because old new york had so much garbage and new jersey was full because they tried to put the garbage in new jersey so instead of doing anything decent with it they put it out on a barge and sent it out to sea no no countries accepted it and and they make a very specific point of even that filthy one. You know the one. Mm-hmm. 
and it, it, it's amazing to me. Um, so, so because they couldn't find anywhere to put it, they just sh- shipped it off into space. Some people say that the ball may return someday, but those complaints were dismissed as depressing. <laughs> uh, there's, there's some truth to that. Uh, an unfortunate amount of truth. The other thing that I like about that internet clip is that like really intense action music, like oh, yeah, um, like really action good. news, where it's just like. Which which I like. Um, I like in this in this weird um, in this weird sort of way where it's like they just keep using that same sort of clip, yeah. and then they use it at the end when when Fry's like, "Oh well, I, in my day, they the only use for the internet was for pornography," and the professor says, "Yeah, that, I mean that's that's true now too." And then the the woman scientist in the video is like, "Maybe now you can help me with my sexual inhibitions." The guy's like, with gusto. (laughs) (laughs) But so now, now my, the the sound makes it so much better. Now my thought is like, uh, can we just put this music to, to anything now? Like, um, like I'm going to eat lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think Ben through that one experiment. Yes, we can. Yes, yes, we absolutely can, and we should. We're gonna absolutely start using this sound clip for everything. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we're we're real dumb up in here. So dumb. This is the second week in a row. This is. Oh man. (laughs) okay i will put that sound clip away um so now that they know that they talk a little bit about why in the year 3000 they do a lot of recycling there's no garbage they recycle everything so like the you know they robots are made out of discarded beer cans and beer cans are made out of discarded robots so there's just a cycle going there Mm -hmm. and the sandwich that fry is eating is made from old discarded sandwiches Sure. Which I'm all all for recycling. Discarded sandwiches as new sandwiches is maybe a little bit too far for me. Well, I think discarded sandwiches is kind of a sin. That's true. You should eat that sandwich. That sandwich should be completed, is what I'm saying. There should be no discarded sandwiches to make a brand new sandwich out of, is all I'm saying. So yeah, uh, after we get kind of the, the whole talk about how everything is recycled in the year 3000. They also go talk to the mayor of new New York. Mm-hmm. The first time he shows up, the first time he shows up, uh, they go to city hall, mm-hmm. not, not city as C I T Y, but city as the bank. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. I always, I always try to catch that one. Cause they, they do bring that up often. Oh, that's, that's clever. It's Futurama. Very clever. Um, so yes, this is the first instance of Mayor Poopenmeyer, mm-hmm. uh, whose name is really only his name is only Mayor Poopenmeyer because they say that it's a very serious thing, comma Mayor Poopenmeyer. Um, <laughs> it's such a good thing. Like the, his whole character is named off of that one joke. Yeah, it, it really. It, it well, there's not much more to the character anyway. I mean, he shows up in a lot of other episodes. I know, but there's not much to him. 
I mean, he he's the mayor. He makes mayor mayoral comments. And his last name is Poopenmeyer. And his last name is Poopenmeyer. Poopenmeyer. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the other thing that I, I kind of like about this scene is that uh, Mayor Poopenmeyer calls in Professor Wernstrom. Sure, as, as his science advisor. Mm-hmm. And... When um, Wernstrom is is doubting the professor's claims, um, he may, he says that the the stench could be coming from anything, including a faulty stench coil. Like just a couple days ago, he was making fun of the professor <laughs> for inventing an impossible dumb thing, and now suddenly he's an expert on how they work with like stench coils. It, it's very possible that he's just he's just saying, "Oh, it's it's all faulty." You know, it's that kind of situation where he it doesn't really matter what he's saying. He just believes it because it'll it'll shut down the professor at every every turn. Um, he also says there might be cheese on the film, which it's is on the on the lens. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, it's very still very funny. Mayor Poopenmeyer decides to side with uh, Professor Farnsworth. Well, they they listen to the the Neptune. Yes, that's right. That's what that's what causes them to side with Farnsworth. Is that there's a tape uh, from a transmission from Neptune where a giant ball of garbage passes the planet. So now we know that this is a real threat, and uh, the mayor tasks the professor to fix the problem. So he 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 they figure out a way that they could possibly do it by blowing by putting a they can't fire a missile at it because it's too gooey. It'll just fly right through, which is an interesting gooey and then like permissive but but instead they they realized that they could probably put a bomb in a very specific section of it that would that would trigger a fault in the the balloon or the the garbage ball um but you'll never find a crew risk that would take that so suicidally dangerous mission to which the the professor starts to smile mm-hmm and um so yeah, sure enough, they send up the crew with a good Armageddon reference as they walk mm-hmm. to the ship. I mean, Armageddon was still kind of a, a hot thing at the, the time, I believe. Yeah. Um, I don't remember when it came out off the top I think of my it was head. Ninety eight to two thousand, somewhere around. That yeah, time. so like right around in that time frame. So they get up to the the garbage ball, and uh, Fry kind of has a moment where he's he's finding all this amazing stuff in this garbage. Uh, he found a beanie baby. Uh, some Mr. Spock uh, commemorative plates or collector's plates and Bart Simpson dolls, which say, eat my shorts, as Bart Simpson would once Uh say. Uh, Bender seems to take this as a directive and says, okay, and then eats the shorts. Mmm, shorts. (laughs) Which is a good little nod to something else Matt Groening's done. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of the show, though. Do you? I mean, not not off the top of my head. Um, No. It'll come to us. Yeah. So they set the bomb in the spot where they need to set it. And it's set for 25 minutes. So they have, it's not a lot of time. They reference it earlier that there's not enough time to get off it and get away in safety. Um, so they, they put it down and they start it up. And then it goes from 25 minutes to 15 minutes to five minutes to six H minutes. And then we find out that the timer is Upside down. And was set for 52 seconds. Instead of 25 minutes. Uh, uh, just a small difference. A little bit. 
they kind of freak out. I do. I do like how uh, uh, somebody asks, "So we're boned?" And then Leela says, "Yeah, we're boned." <laughs> uh, they play uh, uh, keep away with it for a little bit until it, till Leela's depth perception comes back and and it hits her directly in the face, and she says, "You'll put an eye out with that," which is all very good. Bender manages to, after one failed attempt. Um, because of a passing comet, <laughs> uh, just so perfect timing, manages to throw it way up uh, into space, and they don't blow up. But now the garbage ball is still on that direct collision course sure. with New New York, and c- now unstoppable. They return back to New New York, and the sign that everybody held up that said "Welcome Home, Heroes" now says "Welcome Home, Losers." Sure. <laughs> It's also about this time where bits of the ball kind of start coming off and and burning up through in the atmosphere. So like flaming cheeseburgers are flying through the sky and blowing up buildings. Fish skeletons are flying into the the streetway, uh, which Zoidberg comes running up to and says, "Eh, I'm going to eat it. He doesn't say that. He just thinks it with his, you know, Zoidberg and he goes to eat it and he eats it. It was funny. That's all I got. It's Zoidberg, you know. It is important though that Wernstrom goes to the the mayor summons Wernstrom back and says I'll give you anything just help us solve this problem so he gets tenure I believe a uh-huh. lab with three with five assistants, five assistants three of which are at least three of which are Chinese mm-hmm. and then a couple other things or, or a grant and something mm-hmm. and and then Mayor Poopenmeyer asks him so what are we going to do and Wernstrom says I got mine Good luck, and mm-hmm. walks out. And then they ask, "Can you do anything?" No, he's got tenure. Uh huh. So very good. Also, Mayor Poopemeyer can give tenure. <laughs> how that works? <laughs> Apparently so. Keep that one in mind because I've got a, another comment about uh, Mayor Poopemeyer's <laughs> powers. Yeah, he's got some uh, amorphous powers, to say the least. They task the professor to try again and figure it out so everybody doesn't die, and. Um, Somebody comes up with the idea of like knocking it away, but the only way to do that would be to use something of the exact same size and density sure. and consistency as garbage. As garbage, but where where are you going to get garbage in New York? Right, and New then, New York. Well, excuse me. Well, it's not it, it's not that they don't don't know how to get garbage. They 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 struggle at the, for the for a few moments about what could possibly be the same density and that and then fry says uh garbage <laughs> so they're tasked to basically create a second garbage ball which uh-huh. fry is the expert at so he just starts throwing things on the ground <laughs> uh-huh like a pencil and a uh a, a picture, picture of the mayor's wife picture of the mayor's wife is uh-huh. very garbage um bender uh just starts throwing beer bottles down on the the floor and mayor poopenmeyer says get that robot some more beer <laughs> to which bender it seems very excited wouldn't you be if somebody said get that podcast host some more beer uh, uh, yeah yes <laughs> I, i'd be more i'd be i'd be more worried about their alternate or ulterior motives to be a hundred percent honest. Fry goes on TV and tells everybody in new New York, they need to start littering and just making a mess mm-hmm. of the whole thing. Uh, Even the newspapers get into it as mm-hmm. they fly off the, the presses with uh, city urges people to litter and it gets 
just shoved directly into the street. Mm-hmm. They get a, a bunch of garbage all together um, pretty quick. Pretty good, yeah. And uh, they get a second ball of garbage and uh, put it all on a rocket. And um, the professor uh, has done some calculations to make sure everything gets fired off. And they're all standing around on the launch pad. And the professor starts counting down. Five, four, three, two, three, four. And then Leela's and he starts like, going all the way up. And Leela's just, like, just fire the damn thing. Uh-huh. The thing that I love about that is then Fry goes to push it. And first of all, it's a button that looks like, <laughs> like a, a target. target. Yeah. <laughs> and then Fry goes to hit it. And literally his finger just lands <laughs> a few inches to the right of the button. Yes. I love this. I love that gag so very much. And, and he's, he's just, just like, oops. <laughs> like, that's just a thing that happens. Yeah, it's it's so utterly inconsequential but it's just so funny he pushes the button the rocket launches and uh it flies right into the uh the ball of garbage hurtling toward new new york and uh it makes some crazy turns all around some planets using, in the solar system the gravity, right um gravity boosts it straight into the sun and the professor smells the burning garbage uh with his smelloscope uh coming off of the sun Everybody's saved. Hooray, we did it. Then they do bring up, well, what if the second ball of garbage comes back? Yeah, that's, you know, Leela's response to everybody being very excited by the fact that they're now saved. And then basically the professor and Fry say, oh, that's that's not our problem. That's hundreds of years from now. That's 21st. Uh, no, that's 20th century thinking. For you. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to point out, going back to Mayor Poopenmeyer's powers... <laughs> Sorry, I keep laughing at his name. I can't help it. It's the gift that keeps on giving. The mayor's powers is that he awards, uh, oh, in okay. front of everybody, he awards the uh, symposium's uh, uh, prize. From all the way back in the ep- beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. He awards that to Professor Farnsworth, confiscating it from Professor Wernstrom after they found out that he's a jackass. And that's a quote. Uh-huh. <laughs> So it, obviously it follows that Mayor Poopemeyer is the leader of the Academy of Inventors. Like he can just he can just take awards from people because <laughs> they're jackasses. That's a pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of a if it's just awards, it's kind of a weird. Uh, it's kind of a weird power. An, yeah. an oddly specific mayoral duty. Yeah, it's it's that's that's a good point. I never really thought about the mayor's duties until now. Mayor Poopemeyer's duties. <laughs> and I think we're done with this episode. We we have sunk to a new low on here <laughs> we, on on back had, to the future. We've Futurama. had some pretty low lows, and now we're now we're now we can see them above us. Uh, the the one last interesting thing about this episode is that after Leela raises those concerns about the garbage ball coming back, uh, instead of our usual closing credits mm-hmm. music, yeah. we get the song uh, "We'll Meet Again," mm-hmm. which Absolutely. I think that's what it's called. I think so. And uh, kind of a weird little note to sort of end that episode on. I I think it's probably a reference to uh, Dr. Strangelove. The episode closes on that note. So on that note, um, we're going to go on to... Grades. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have to do that from now on? Oh, I think think we just... uh, Oh, I think that's that's our grades music. I think we just made that uh, canon, so Uh to speak. That is, that is back to future back to the future on McCannon. Okay.
I I really like this episode a whole bunch. Uh, even with Mayor P- <laughs> Mayor Poop and Myers amorphous duties. Um, <laughs> oh boy, we have to finish this soon, or else we're gonna lose it. Uh, I really I really like hold this on, episode. Hold on, we're gonna lose it. A solid point. Um, I really like this episode. There's a lot a lot going on. You get to see a lot of interest. Uh, Futurama is always very good at like having interesting things to look at kind of new ideas and things like that um so having a giant garbage ball and all these different things going on is it's very visually expressive it's it adds a lot of new characters that continue to show up and continue to have interesting notes to them i would give this probably an a not an a minus certainly not an a minus minus Okay. No, that's fair. As and it's also just a very funny episode, I think. It's true. I mean, it, it does have a lot of uh, really good uh, little bits to, to laugh at. I mean, o- overall, uh, oh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one for me, uh, to be honest, because um, I, I do like a lot of the jokes in general. It's, again, maybe not one of the more memorable ones, but... At the same time, I mean, it's it's a it's a good solid episode. I don't have any complaints, um, and it's it's got a lot of good jokes. I'll I'll go with you on this one. I will uh, I'll say an A. Okay. Just I'm, just to be meta, I'm going to give it an A minus. All right, fine. I I just I I I I personally disagree with your it it's it is to me one of my a, a very very good episode that what that I think is probably not a classic but closer than. Our previous episode, uh, the uh, the My Three Sons, mm-hmm. I I think when I think of a good Futurama episode, I think this. Okay, I think maybe our big disconnect is going back to that that uh, thing I keep alluding to, where a lot of my favorite episodes are a little bit later in the series. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, aside from that, it's a good episode. I, I've got I've got nothing against it. All right. Okay, and that's gonna do it for us for this week here on Back to the Futurama. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can do so by emailing us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to tweet at us, you can go at Back to Futurama. And of course, now that we are on iTunes, uh, please go and uh, rate and subscribe. And, uh, you know, tell your friends uh, about our silly little Futurama podcast if they they happen to be Futurama fans. Yeah, we, we, we definitely appreciate everybody that listens. So uh, we want to grow the family if we can. So that's it for us. Until next time, I'm Ben. I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of, of tomorrow. tomorrow.